Hello? Hello? Okay, I know y'all can hear me. Okay, wonderful. All right, this is back to the basics again. I tell you, season two is moving. We is moving right along. We are in season two, episode 12. This episode is going to focus on love. First of all, Grand Rising, Shalom, Assalamu Alaikum, all that good jazz. I hope that you're doing well. Happy Resurrection Day for those who are celebrating. So, Season 2, Episode 12, we are going to be talking about love in the uh, biblical sense. So, what is love? We're going to go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. I'm going to say a prayer, and then I'm going to read. Dear Heavenly Father, Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for allowing us to see one more day, to just be alive. We're just so grateful for your grace and your mercy. Jesus, you said if two or three was gathered in your name, you said that you would be in the midst and you are in the midst of us right now. I just pray that your Holy Spirit comes to teach this word on love. On this day, as we celebrate Resurrection Day, just be with us, stand by us, lead and guide our footsteps. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Again, I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. I am reading out of the original King James Version of the Bible. And of course, I encourage you to have your Bible with you as I begin reading. So again, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting at verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels... And have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Verse 2, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Verse 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Verse 4, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Verse 5, doeth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Verse 6, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Verse 7, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. 
And finally, verse eight, charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. May the Lord have blessing to the reading hearers and most of all the doers of his holy word. So getting back to love. This is the Apostle Paul. He is writing a letter. Well, he has written a letter to the church at Corinth. Notice there are no denominations. It is simply the church at Corinth. I'm going to focus on verses 4 through 8. So here in verse 4, charity suffereth long. So love involves patience. Gotta have patience. Then we see and is kind. Charity envieth not. So love is not a jealous thing. I know I'm about to step on some people's toes and mess some people up. Jealousy, you see what that says? Charity envieth not. So jealousy is not a part of love. In fact, jealousy is a part of insecurity. That right there is a red flag. Be insecure, you're going to be jealous. Person will want to control. And that is not good. Forgive me if I use the second person, you. I'm going to try to switch over to the third person so that I don't offend anybody. But hey, it is what it is. And I know what some people are going to say. Well, God is a jealous God. Yes, but look what is going on in this situation. The Apostle Paul has written a letter to the church at Corinth, meaning God's people. We're not supposed to be jealous. Now with God, that's different. He's the creator. He's the great I am. He's the most high. Y'all can say it's a contradiction. It's simply a difficulty. Moving on. Charity vaunteth not itself is not puffed up. See, arrogance is not even a part of love. It's not. This verse is telling us it's revealing patience and kindness. That is a part of love, but jealousy and being arrogant is not. Simple as that. Verse 5. Doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked. This is the verse that definitely needs to be broken down. So, doeth not behave itself unseemly. You see, love is an action word. It's not just in how you speak, but it's also in what you do, how you behave. 
to everyone, not just your uh, spouse or significant other, your children, your co-workers, your boss, acquaintances, family, friends. It's to everybody. Seeketh not her own. So love is not selfish. It is not narcissistic. And I understand what some people are going to say. Well, you know, you've been pushing for self-care. Yes, you do need to take care of yourself. Most definitely. Because if you can't take, you don't take care of yourself, you're, you're going to be unable to take care of others, fulfill your responsibilities, perform on your job. There's balance. You got to have balance. Is not easily provoked. So here we go. Here comes. Man. Anger. And I get out, man. I know. I know I'm going to mess y'all up today. It's all good. (laughs) It's all coming from the most high. I know what y'all going to say. Well, you know, I'm human and I get angry. Of course, we all do. But it says not easily provoked. You have to, we have to learn to control our emotions. That's right. The good, the positive emotions and the negative emotions. The emotions are here now. They are not going away. So we must learn to control them. Let me see here. Ah, here we go. Thinketh no evil. So love does not seek to harm. That is not what love does. And that is any type of harm. We're not talking about just domestic violence here. I don't care particularly if the victim is a male or female, it does not matter. But there are other forms of harm. There is this lateral violence as far as the rumor mills and people's reputations being destroyed Uh, character assassination. That is a form of harm. You don't necessarily have to, excuse me, here we go again with that you. A person does not have to necessarily put the hands on someone to harm them. This is why we should be very careful in what we say and how we say it. Now we're on verse six. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. You know, some people, they like drama. 
They like to be in the center of the drama. They like to spread the rumors around and whatsoever have you. But then when it comes to the truth, they're not trying to hear none of that. Not trying to ha- they're not trying to hear any of that or share that information. But love rejoices in the truth. So integrity is a part of love. Be honest. It's been said honesty is the best policy, and yes, it still is. Now we're on verse 8. I'm only going to read the first part of verse 8. Charity never faileth. Love is, it's deep and there's different layers to it. Now I know what you're probably thinking, man, back to the basics. What are you talking about? There's many layers to it. It's deep. It's so deep. Back, let, let's, backing up to verse seven. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. You see, the word endure has so many things there, so many components, so many elements. You know, when I think of the word endure, there's so many things that come to mind. You know, there's um, consistency. There's perseverance. There's commitment, reliability, dependability. Patience. That's a lot of work. And some people, some people don't want to do the work. And it's with anything. I'm not talking about just relationships. With anything. Even with learning a new skill. That requires work. It requires work to improve and to get better, whether if it's a hobby or public speaking, whether if it involves academics, your job, job training, you know, concurrent training. But now I'm going to get into the, the different uh, types of love or the different levels of love. So here we go. I'm not going to read all these scriptures, but you can look them up. So the word love, most people these days with all the... Um, <laughs> dating that we have going on because very few are courting 
Everybody wants to date these days. But anyway, the word eros, which is a Greek word, the English derivative is erotic. So this love is physical attraction, sexual arousal. That's easy. That doesn't require hardly any work. Moving on. Yeah, I know. I said it like that. You have Storgy, so S-T-O-R-G-E, and that's the family love. That's the, you know, hey, you know, we family, you know, it's all good. Could be the, you know. There's also the, this one I did not write down, the philia love, which is what some say is what Christian show towards one another. The brotherly sisterly love, it's it's very similar to the storgy love, the family love. And then at the top is the agape love, which is the selfless love. So now let me go on over to hold on here. So today on Resurrection Sunday, there was an example of agape love, and that was Jesus. Yeshua, Yahweh, Yah, he's known by many, many names, but it's the same person. Now I'm in Matthew chapter 27, starting at verse 45. I will conclude at verse 54. Verse 45, now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. Verse 46, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Verse 47, some of them that stood there when they heard that said, this man called for Elias. Verse 48, and straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. Verse 49, the rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Verse 50, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Verse 51, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. Verse 52, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out. Okay, whoa, that was for, man, I went right into 53. Verse 53, and came out of the graves and after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Verse 54, now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the son of God. May the Lord have a blessing to the readers, hearers, and most of all the doers of his holy word. So this right here, Jesus dying on the cross, notice the word yielded in verse 50. This was the example of agape love. He died to reconcile us 
to God the Father, the Most High. And yes, I understand that in verse 54, it's, it, mentions, it mentions Son of God. But if you go to John 10, John chapter 10, verse 30 says, I and my Father are one. And that was Jesus talking to the people. Now, getting back to these levels of types of love, there are other demonstrates, demonstrations of love in the, in the Bible. In Genesis 18, verses 23 through 33, we see Abraham intercedes on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah for the Lord to not destroy the two cities. In Genesis 18, Verses 23 through 33, Abraham even asked the Lord, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Finally, you know, the Lord said, well, you know, if I can find 10 righteous men, I won't destroy the two cities. And he could not find 10 men. Genesis 29 uh, verses 18 through 28, Jacob served an additional seven years for Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> that would probably be an example of Eros love. <laughs> As the story goes, you know, he served seven years. And then when he woke up in the morning, there was Leah. So he, he served another seven years. Ladies, I hope you're hearing he served an additional seven years for Rachel. Just saying, love is an action word. Genesis 45 verses 1 through 15. Joseph reveals himself to his brothers and he preserves their households and the nation of Israel. You know, Joseph had been sold into slavery by his brothers he was the youngest. Uh, Benjamin was, the, I do believe, the last one born of Rachel. Well, he, I guess he would be the second to the youngest. But he was sold into slavery before Benjamin had come along. And, you know, he had an issue. You know, some woman, you know, a woman lied on him. And he ended up in prison. And by the grace of God, he was released from prison because of his gift of interpreting dreams. You had to read that story, man. That's remarkable. Hmm. That's a lot of love there to forgive your own family selling you into slavery. I'm telling you, that right there is deep. All right, going over to First Samuel. First uh, Samuel twenty eleven through twenty four. Jonathan makes a covenant with David. Uh, to spare his life because Saul wanted to kill David, and Saul 
was the father of Jonathan. And when you read 1 Samuel chapter 20, verses 11 through 24, when you get to verse 17, you know, Jonathan loved David as his own soul. That's brotherly love right there, definitely. Esther chapter 4, 16 through 17. This is where she answered Mordecai and pretty much sent word, hey, pray, you know, fast and pray. I'll do the same for three days. And then I'm going to go to the king and make a plea, make a petition for the, for our people. In Esther five, uh, verses one through two, she entered the king's court without the king summoning her, which in those days was death. However, she found favor in the king's eyes and he, he, you know, stretched forth his Uh, his scepter, and spared her life. And in Esther chapter 7, verses 1 through 10, you know, at the banquet, she confronted Haman in front of the king and pleaded for the lives of her people. Ruth chapter 1 verses 16 through 22. I'm almost done. Ruth decides not to return to Moab, but to remain and follow Naomi and the Most High God. So Ruth was the daughter-in-law of Naomi, both of them widows, and Ruth decided not to go back to Moab. She decided to stay. If you read Ruth 1, Verses 16 through 22, she said, nope, I'm going to stay here until death. My people will become your people and your God will become my God. So there's many various examples in the Bible on love. It's not just rules and regulations. It's not about rules and regulations. Because when Jesus came, he came and he fulfilled the whole law. And love is the fulfillment of the law. It is. That is the end. I pray that you found this to be encouraging to you. Try to keep it positive. Try not to step on a lot of people's toes, but hey, you got to say what you got to say. First Corinthians chapter 13 verses one through eight gives a very clear description, definition of love, what it is and what it is not. Happy Resurrection Day again to those who are celebrating. Um, I just pray that you have peace of mind today. Make sure to practice self-care. And if you want to learn more about self-care, just check out season two, episode one. I did redo it. I went over a self-care assessment. But again, I love you, 
And also remember that forgiveness is a part of love. It is. Like those salt and pepper shakers in the restaurant. Usually, you know, when you see them salt and pepper shakers, you usually don't see one without the other. And it's pretty much the same. Make sure that you forgive. And I said I was done. (laughs) Uh, We're almost there. Now you're probably thinking, well, back to the basics. Why, Why is it important for me to forgive? Forgive people for your own benefit. So Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. Here we go. Matthew 6, verse 14. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Verse 15. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So just make sure that you love, 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 and forgive. Let it go. It's really not all that serious, man, (laughs) or woman. It's really not. I tell you this because I love you. I mean, (laughs) nothing more, nothing less. All right, y'all. Peace, love, and light. And blessings to all you beautiful people out there. This is season two, episode 12. What is love? I'm gone.